0: Well, here
1: it is, another Sunday morning, and you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. Thank you for tuning in. May the Lord bless you in this Lord's Day. Happy Lord's Day. May the Lord bless you, and may His countenance shine upon you, and may you experience the blessings of an awesome and, 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 and powerful and merciful and loving God. He is so good. God is so faithful, and we want to be faithful to just seek Him out in prayer tonight seek him out in all that he desires to do. So Father, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for this next hour. I thank you, Lord, that we have the opportunity to come before you tonight, Lord, and just seek your face. We worship you, Lord. We glorify your name. And we thank you for all that you're about to do, Lord. I just pray that you would bless every single listener tonight, Lord, as they listen to your word, as they call in for prayer, as they call in to ask questions, to just seek you out in your word. Lord, I just pray Holy Spirit, that you would take over for this next hour, and that you would have your way. Holy Spirit, again, I say, take over. Fill us, Lord. Fill us that we might experience your presence, that we would be in your presence tonight, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be with you for the next hour. We'll be taking your calls, talking about the Bible, praying for your prayer requests, so if you have a prayer request, if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, call in tonight. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's one eight 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 nine nine five fifty five fifty two. 995 5552 Do you need prayer? You know, we just started a new year. What are your hopes? What are your goals? What are your plans? What do you desire the Lord to do in your life this year? Why don't you call in tonight? Let's put it before the Lord. If you know somebody who's who's ill, who's hurting, who's uh, in the hospital, or just needs healing. If you need healing, if you know somebody who needs healing, let's put it before the Lord tonight. You know, the Bible tells us in 1 John 5, uh, 14, this is the confidence which we have before him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have, the request which we have asked from him what is the lord's will for your life what is the lord's will for this year you know we don't know we don't know what's going to happen this year but we know that we have a god who hears our prayers and answers and does all according to his will and his will is that we would be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ that we would be sanctified that we would be examples for the rest of the world that we would be salt and light do you want to be salt and light yes Every Christian, every born-again Christian wants to be salt and light in this world. And I pray that the Lord would use us, every one of us, as believers in Christ, to share our faith and bring someone to Christ, lead somebody to Christ. So here's the confidence that we have, that we know that he hears our prayers when we uh, pray according to his will. So let's pray. Call in tonight with your prayer requests. If you need prayer, if you know somebody needs prayer, let's stand in that gap Stand in that gap and lift somebody up. Lift up your, your loved ones, your, your relatives, your children. Let's pray. Call in tonight with your prayer requests. Call in tonight with your Bible questions. You know, the Bible says, study to show yourself approved, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of God. So call in tonight, and let's ask a ask a question about the whatever's on your mind tonight. You know, if you've heard a sermon or you've read something in the Bible or you'd like to get a better understanding on on, on Christianity, on, on the Bible, uh theology, doctrine, uh the cults, the occult, whatever's on your mind tonight, whatever's uh, uh whatever question you have, I encourage you to call in tonight with your Bible questions, call in tonight with your prayer requests, with your praise reports. The number is 888 995 fifty five fifty-two. That's one 995 55 52. Well again, you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour if you just tuned in. My name is Sam Nicholas. I'll be your host for the next hour taking your calls and talking about the Bible, praying for your prayer requests and just seeking seeking God. Let's just seek the Lord tonight together as a family, as the family of God, as a community of God, as a body of believers. We want to seek the Lord and just seek his will for for, for our lives and for the lives of our loved ones. The number is 1 Well, here's a question. What are you doing on Friday nights? You know, Friday nights we get together uh, for prayer and for worship to study God's Word. So I would invite you to come out to Arcadia and uh, and study the Word with us. Come out and pray and seek the Lord with us. Uh, We're at 805 North First Avenue every Friday night. Every Friday night at 8 p.m. We'd love for you to come out and and, and join us for prayer and worship. Join us for the study of God's Word. We've been doing a, a study of 1 Corinthians. So we'll be talking about that a little later. Uh, we'll be getting into God's Word. But, you know, I never have time to go through the whole study uh, when we get on the air. You know, we're always, we're always running out of time. But if you'd like to get the full extent of God's Word, uh, the study of 1 Corinthians, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, come on out uh, to the L.A. Gypsy Church in Arcadia, we meet at the Hills Church at 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia every Friday night at 8 p.m. So we'd love to have you come out, join us for prayer, join us for worship, and the study of God's Word every Friday night, 8 p.m., 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. It's really, really easy to get to. You just take the 210 Freeway uh, into Arcadia, get off at Santa Anita Avenue, you go north one block. Uh, to Foothill Boulevard, you make a right turn uh, and go one more block to First Avenue, make another right, and you'll see us down the street at the corner of Forest and First Avenue. It's 805 North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia. And then next month, uh, next month on February the 16th, we'll be doing something special. We'll be having a, a men's conference or a men's gathering uh, and uh, um, Greg Kokel, uh, the president and founder of Stand to Reason Ministries, will be with us. He's He will be our guest speaker on February the 16th. And he will come out and he will be sharing with us on how to share our faith. Every Christian needs to be equipped. Every Christ, Christian needs the tools necessary to share their faith. So how many times have have you been just felt... to to, to talk about Jesus with somebody but you didn't feel equipped or you didn't feel qualified or you just didn't have the courage to do it well come on out uh, to LA Gypsy Church on February the 16th we'll be getting together with Greg Kokel and he will be teaching us how to share our faith giving us tips and tools tactics and, 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 and abilities to to share your faith in a very memorable and fun way so come on out to LA Gypsy Church uh, on February the 16th. It's a Friday evening. We're going to start at 6.30 with the in and out truck. So the in and out truck will be there serving double-doubles and french fries and whatever else you need. Uh, and it's all free. Uh, this is all being provided uh, by uh, the Gypsy Christian Hour. So it's free to the public, free to you to come out. six thirty. From 6.30 to 8, we'll be having a meal from the in and out truck. And then 8 o'clock sharp, we'll be starting uh, our service with Greg Kokel from Stand to Reason Ministries. So put that on your calendar. February the 16th, we want all the men to come out and just uh, share an evening of fellowship and uh, a time in the Lord's Word, and we'll be hearing from Greg Kokel. Uh, you can uh, you can see who Greg Kokel is if you go to Stand to Reason Ministries. That's str.org, str.org, if you want to Google Uh, Greg Kokel, and see uh, what they've been doing. They've been uh, ministering for many, many years uh, as uh, equipping Christians to share their faith. So come on out to L.A. Gypsy Church. On February the 16th, we'll be meeting for a special men's meeting, men's gathering, uh, men's conference. So come on out on February the 16th. Uh, Again, you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, and uh, I want to remind you that this program is on podcast. So if you'd like to catch up, if you've missed the program or you want to share the program with somebody, let them know that we're on podcast at kkla.com. Just look for the podcast page, and you'll see all the shows that are uh, archived on the KKLA website, and we're one of them. Uh, the Gypsy Christian Hour, you can uh, uh, listen to past programs. Uh, there's, I think, around 60-some-odd uh, programs that you listen listen to uh, from the last couple of years, so get out there and listen to the podcast. Also, download the KKLA app. Uh, it's easy to do. It's a free app, and you'll be able to listen to uh, all of the KKLA programs here and get uh, caught up on what's going on with, like, uh, the Frank Sontag show and the men's gathering that Frank will be doing. In fact, the uh, men's gathering is coming up uh, next. Febu- this coming month, February, uh, over at Shepherd of the Hills uh, Church. Pastor Dudley Rutherford will be hosting uh, Frank Sontag's uh, men's gathering next month so take a look look for that at kkla.com look for that on the kkla app okay well again you're listening to the gypsy christian hour i'm sam nicholas we'll be here for the next hour well less than an hour now uh talking about the bible and pray, praying for your prayer requests so if you'd like to call in for prayer if you'd like to call in to ask a question you can call in at one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. that's one eight eight eight. Nine nine five 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 two for your prayer requests, questions, and praise reports. And a praise report that I have is that, uh, thank you for your prayers, because Pastor Safka uh, had surgery last Wednesday. Everything went well. Uh, the doctors are very confident that he will have a full recovery, so we thank the Lord for that. We also want to ask that you keep uh, many in prayer. My uh, nephew, uh, Safka's grandson, he will be going for surgery this coming, uh, on the 11th. I think that's on a Wednesday also. Uh, so many will be going for surgery and we just want to keep many in prayer. So just, uh, keep him in prayer for the surgery that he'll be doing next week. Uh, with that, we're going to go to our first caller and we are going to talk to Edgar. Hi Edgar, you're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hi, good evening. How are you doing? Good, good evening. Doing well. How are you doing?
2: all right i just basically coming out from work and uh i'm always listening to your radio
1: oh thank you god bless but, uh,
2: you <laughs> i was just wondering god made everything right
1: yes god god created everything in the beginning god created he created whatever we see touch or or, or no
2: right my question is uh lucifer once upon a time was an angel as a matter of fact, Lucifer was his name was an angel.
1: Yes, and he,
2: be- when he became a fallen angel. He became Satan. Yes. Long, long story short, if God made everything. Do you think God would forgive Lucifer's misgivings?
1: Do I think God would forgive Lucifer's misgivings? I, I honestly think that Lucifer is beyond uh, forgiveness because he has the full knowledge. He has. Uh, he's been in the presence of god he is totally well, re- are we are we
2: are we judging lucifer too i mean i'm just wondering cuz uh i can understand when christ was crucified the two stupid well christ we're
1: not <clears throat> we're not judging lucifer lucifer's already been judged god has judged him right. and he's he's thrown him out of his presence thrown him out of heaven he's a fallen angel and angels are different than humans you know angels have have known the full presence of god they 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 are they were how can i say this uh uh they had more knowledge of god than we've ever had and when they reject god their rejection has been totally completely uh their their, their rejection of god is total and complete and by 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 doing by rebelling against god god has judged them and i think they're beyond i think they're beyond forgiveness but right. the question is, would Lucifer ever repent? He's he he, he he'll never repent. He's had thousands of years uh, to repent, and he has he's he's never repented. So what is his
2: what is, it, what is original sin anyway?
1: His original sin was pride. If you, if you look in Ezekiel, you look in Isaiah, uh, you'll see that. He rebelled against God because he looked upon himself, and pride filled his heart because of his beauty. He was a beautiful. I, he was the most beautiful of of God's uh, angels. And pride entered this. More
2: like a van,
1: van, vanity. Vanity, vanity entered his heart. Pride entered his heart, and he thought himself greater than God. He thought he could ascend higher than the throne of God, and he rebelled against God and convinced one third of the angels. To rebel against God, and he thought he could so take. He's already
2: been judged.
1: Then he's already been judged, and his 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 eventual uh, final place will be in the lake of fire. He will be a prisoner in hell, and he will be suffering and tortured in hell uh, with all the rest of all the angels. Theory. With all the rest right. of the angels that rebelled, and all those who follow Lucifer. Those who follow Lucifer are those who reject Jesus Christ. You see, he rejected God. And all those who reject Jesus Christ will end up the same place where he will end up, in hell, in the, in the, in the, in the, the, the lake of fire. So it's right, right. The, 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 the judgment will be on rejecting God, rejecting his, his presence, rejecting his salvation, rejecting Jesus Christ. That, that is the ultimate sin that will uh, cause uh, Lucifer and everyone who has followed Lucifer to go to hell. So we're right. not judging, well, and, and they- even and you know, <clears throat> you, you talked about are we judging? Part of the the study that I, that we're doing in Corinthians, uh, right? In, in, in First Corinthians, <laughs> in First Corinthians six two, it says, "Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? If the world is judged by you, and you and you are, are you not competent to judge the smallest of courts?" It's it, it says to them, uh, it says that. Uh, we Do you not know that we will judge angels? So yeah, I heard about That's my other question. Okay.
2: I heard about that, that uh, we, we're going to judge the angels as well. In, in, in well, we,
1: well, <laughs> well, part of the study that we were doing is that, you know, God is the ultimate judge. You know, God judges and he will have the final say, but we will be involved somehow in that judgment. I don't know. We, the Bible doesn't tell us exactly what our part will be, but we will be involved because the Bible says, do you not know that you will judge angels?
2: Right. Well, I'm not really, really worried about that yet. My
1: <laughs> yeah. <thing> I <laughs> right. want to be
2: in the book of life. There you I go. i put my name in the book of life right. before I even think about that. I mean, I'm more, you know, main thing is, how can I be worthy to be in the book of life? I mean, me, myself, you Well, know, we... I, I have, I'm not perfect. I got a hard time as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I... I, I, I I have my own uh, uh, up, uh, down, whatever you want to call it. Because sometimes I, I got a hard time. Uh, 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 I'm a Christian, but maintaining being a Christian is kind of hard too.
1: Well, here's the you thing: see? Jesus never said it would be easy. He said right. that if you want to follow me, you have to carry, pick up your cross, and carry your exactly. cross every day. And we'll oh, never. Better. It's not easy. And it's not easy. And Edgar will never be worthy enough to deserve salvation. It's only by his grace and his mercy. You know, he 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 didn't tell us you have to, you know, you, well, Jesus said his requirements for being saved is to be born again. He said that no one can right. see the kingdom of God unless they be born again. And that takes a true experience and a true relationship with Jesus Christ. And he's calling right. us all to follow him, to have a relationship with him, a daily relationship with him that we would be right. born again, that we would be filled with the Spirit, and that there would be continual change in our life, continual, uh, continually being conformed to the image of Christ. He said in Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to the world. Don't do what the world does. Don't act like the world. Do not be conformed right. to the world, but be transformed. See, there's a transformation that's going on. in A true right. born-again Christian, there's a transformation going on, a daily transformation, that we would be more and more like Christ every day, And that's the true evidence of a changed life of a born-again Christian. Are we seeking God every day? Are we being changed uh, and transformed every day in our Christian walk? Right. In that note, brother, first things
2: first, let me see what I can do to be worthy of that book of life.
1: Well, we'll never be worthy of the book of life, but we can be justified, we can be sanctified by the grace of Jesus Christ. Amen?
2: God bless, brother. Thanks for the uh, uh, enlightenment.
1: Well, thanks for your call. God bless you, my friend.
2: Thanks, bro. God bless. God
1: bless. Well, praise the Lord. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm Sam Nicholas, and we're a live program. We're live and ready to take your calls to pray for your prayer requests and seek the Lord. So call in tonight. The number is 1-888-995-5552. That's 1-888-995-5552. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Terry. Hi, Terry. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour.
3: Hi. Um, my question is about um, the parables that Jesus spoke of, mm-hmm. and um, the one that I'm thinking of, which actually I've read it several times, which is about the rich, um, the rich. Vineyard owner or rich man who would leave um, five, I forgot what it was, five things of gold or whatever, five Uh bags of gold to the first servant, Mm -hmm. two bags to the second servant, and one to the, the third servant. You know, it's a common story, you know, the other story, like the vineyard, where he would have each servant take care of a certain amount of vineyards. Mm-hmm. And the first servant returned back five extra bags of gold. I'm, I could be wrong. You could please tell me the right story. <laughs> um, and the second one, who had two, he also returned two additional ones. And then the third one only returned one. Mm-hmm. And so the master is pleased with the first and the second servant. However, the third, or actually, the sorry, the Third one, I think, buried it. Mm-hmm. So he didn't lose it. Right, he buried it. Um, and so he is chastised for not investing that. He said it could have been invested in the bank. At least it would get interest. Right. And so that third servant is just totally cast out. And I can understand that the parallels that that Jesus is talking to. Um, the followers of God, are you going to spread the message, continue, and bring more into his flock? So the first and second servants, they're demonstrating that they are going out there and doubling what they have. However, the the third one doesn't do anything with it.
1: Mm-hmm. He
3: just buries it, like hides it under a light. Right. So, so before I really read the Word the first story it was really daunting to me because i'm thinking he didn't lose the <laughs> he didn't lose the the investment
1: yeah well it's just it's like what are you doing with your christian life you know are right. you are, are you going you know he, jesus said in, in in matthew 28 19 go out into the world and preach the gospel and make disciples you know, in, in, increase the kingdom of God. Go out and make disciples. Share your faith. You know, I was just talking about, just talking about earlier that we all need to share our faith. God has called every one of us to share our faith. And that's one, one of the reasons we're doing this men's meeting on the 16th, to equip men to go out and be able to share their faith in a way that that, 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 is, that, 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 that is honorable to the Lord. And he's called us every one of us. What, is he, what are you doing with the talents that God has given you? You see, God has given you talents. God has given you abilities. Uh, maybe you're able to share your faith. Maybe you're able to preach or teach. Maybe you're able to sing in the choir. Maybe you're able just to welcome people in church when they come to church and, and be a greeter. You know, everybody has a place in the kingdom of God. And what are we doing with, with those talents? What are we doing with the abilities that God has given us? God has given us all the Holy Spirit to live within us. We all, are, we all have uh, the ability, through the power of the Holy Spirit, to do for the kingdom of God, and 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 are, are we are we hiding our faith? Are we are we just, uh, just are we just yeah. are we just living our life for ourselves, or are we living our life for Christ? So that's I think that's one of the things in the in the parable that you're talking about the the parable of yeah. of, of the, the 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 vineyard owner who left and and he he left his his kingdom. In the hands of his servants. Didn't Jesus do the same thing? He left this world in the hands of his disciples, of his apostles. And, you know, each one of us, if you go back far enough, you can trace your salvation to somebody who, well, well think about this. You came to the Lord because somebody preached or somebody shared their faith with you. And that person came well, from somebody else. And that, you we can all sh- trace our faith back to the apostles. Because they shared their faith, and because they shared because they shared their faith with with ten people, and those ten people went and shared their faith with a hundred people, and those hundred people went and shared their faith with a thousand people, we all came to the Lord because somebody shared their faith with us, and we should be doing the same. And Jesus is saying, yes. "What are you doing with the talents that I've given you? What are you doing with the faith that I've given you? What are you doing with the abilities that I gave you? Are you sharing that faith?" It's a it's it, you know it's not a suggestion. It's a command. Go Sorry. into the world and sh- go into the world and share your faith. Make disciples. Bring people to the Lord. Just and it's not hard. It's not hard. Just tell people what the Lord has done for you. You know, you don't have to preach. You don't have to uh, do expository teaching from the Bible. All you have to do is share your faith. Tell somebody what the Lord has done for you. Tell, you know I love you know Pastor uh, uh, Steve, Steve Wilburn. He says, "When was the last time you told someone that there's a God in heaven who loves them?" What a great thing.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Just tell somebody, you know, God loves you. You know, he sent his son to die for you on a cross. You know, it's just, it's a simple message. The gospel is that Jesus Christ came into the world to save us from our sins. And I think that's what the parable talking about. What are you doing? Yeah. Does that make sense, Terry?
3: It makes total sense. And thank you for talking about the spiritual gifts, because do you mind if I ask another question? Go right ahead. That leads me to the parable that I read at the beginning of my faith about five years ago, um, where he talked to the young rich ruler, well actually the rich ruler approached him and said um, teacher i I follow you, mm-hmm. um, tell me what I need to do to,
4: mm-hmm. to get into
3: the kingdom of heaven with you and Jesus replied, "Sell everything and
1: well he said you know the commandments the he said you know the commandments and uh, the rich young ruler said I've, I've i've kept every one of them since my youth he says well you're, you're you do well there's one thing you, okay. you there's one thing you left you need to do go and sell everything you have and follow me he said uh, uh, so you're
3: sorry i got it wrong yes um Sell everything you have and follow me. Right. And the rich one young ruler walked away disappointed because he wasn't going to do that. Right. And so that really discouraged me before, you know, in the beginning of my faith, because I didn't think I could sell everything that I own to follow Jesus. But now I realize I don't have to do that. It's about my heart. Right. Do I love Jesus or not?
1: It's about surrendering to him.
3: Yes, do I believe do I first of all do I believe Jesus came from from our heavenly father in heaven mm-hmm. brought to earth to to save all of us mm-hmm. for his and die on the cross for our sins. Right. And and so so then I realized I don't have to sell everything in order to
1: <laughs> he's not. He didn't. Ask, he's not asking us to see that. That was a. That was a, a unique situation because the rich. He says that Jesus knew his heart. He
2: knew his heart. He knew he heart. his heart already. And
1: he was just looking to get a pat on the back, trying to find out, trying to get Jesus to tell him, well, you've kept all the commandments. You know, you, you you're 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 doing well." But what what really needed to happen is he needed to follow Christ. He needed to just sell out and surrender to God. And Jesus knew the one thing that he was not able to do or he wouldn't do, just to show that he wasn't totally surrendered to God. But really and truly, are we surrendered to God? Is every door in our heart open to God? That's the question we need to ask ourselves every day. And, mm-hmm. that, and that's what we need to continually do, is just keep surrendering every day to, thank to Jesus Christ. Amen, Terry?
3: Thank, thank, amen. Thank you for unlocking some of the mysteries of the parables. I, I... Now I have a lot more understanding of them, but they're very, very at face value. It's very difficult to interpret, but when, when you help reaffirm, you know, my suspicions, it helps a lot. And um, thank you so much. Well, thanks for your and question, Terry. You for the work you're doing, and I happen to be listening at midnight, and, and thank you.
1: God bless. Good night. Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to... Well, before we go to our next caller, I see on the message board, we need to pray for Larry and Sasha and their family. So, Father, you know Larry and you know Sasha, you know their family, Father. And I just pray, Lord, that whatever going on, whatever the need is, Lord, that you would be the answer, that you are the answer to all of our needs, that you would be their provider, that you would provide for whatever's going on, whether it's healing or, or peace or just comfort or whatever's going on with Larry and Sasha, Father, I just pray that you would fill their life with your presence. Fill them with your power, fill them with your blessing, Lord, and provide whatever is needed in Jesus name. Amen. Let's go to our next caller. We're going to talk to Scott. Hey Scott, you're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help tonight?
0: Good evening, Sam. How are you doing?
1: Doing good, man. How are you doing?
0: I'm hanging in there.
1: <laughs> How can we pray for um, How can we pray for you tonight?
0: I actually need prayer for family members. Um, 2017 was a very difficult year for a number of people that I know. And, um, in early December, I ended up having a stroke and it's really, it's really kind of affected the dynamic in my family Mm -hmm. a great deal, um, It was a very eye-opening experience. I do share my faith boldly, shared my faith quite a bit with people in the hospital, but one of the realities that I had to deal with while I was there was that had I not been reaching out to people, they would have not even known that I had had the stroke and where I was at, where I was at, but there's three family members that Basically, my mom, my son, and my uncle, who was raised like a brother, that are all very concerned that um, I don't have much time left. And unfortunately, they just keep on seeing my health.
1: Deteriorate. Well, Scott, let's let's pray. And, you know, uh, it's a you know, like you said, you're seeing your your health deteriorate, but you've also seen your relationship with Jesus Christ uh, grow deeper and more intimate. And I thank you for calling in tonight and wanting to pray for for your mom and your son and your your uncle. Uh, because it shows uh, that that you know you're thinking of other people. You're not just thinking of yourself. You're not you're not staying. You're not you you're not you're not you're not consumed with your own self being, but you're thinking about other people, and that's what God has called us to do: to be selfless and to seek the benefit of others. So, Father, I just thank you for Scott. I thank you for his testimony. I thank you for for being in his life, Lord. I thank you for filling him with your Holy Spirit for revealing your love and your grace and your mercy, Father, for, for bringing him into your presence, for bringing him into a life of eternal bliss, Father. Because we experience that here, and then we experience it in your presence, in your kingdom, Father, when we leave this earth. And I pray, Lord, for a long life for Scott. I pray, Lord, that you'd keep him here on earth using him, Lord. Lord, I pray that you'd heal him, I pray that you would totally and completely heal him from this stroke, heal him from, from heart disease, heal him from whatever is ailing him, Lord. I pray, Lord, for a turnaround, that his life, that his health would not deteriorate, but that his health would be healed, that he would be healed, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, that you would do a miraculous work, Lord, and that you would use his testimony and his life, Lord, to proclaim your glory on this earth. And I pray for his mom. I pray for his son. I pray for his uncle, Lord. Father, that you would give them peace, that you would give them grace, that you would give them mercy, that you would fill them, Lord, with your love and your hope. Lord, we know that we have this confidence, Lord, that when we pray according to your will, Lord, that you hear us and that we have the request that we ask of you. Father, we pray that your perfect will would be accomplished in Scott's life for his mom, for his son Christian, and for his uncle. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would fill them totally and completely from the from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, Lord, that they would experience the touch of a mighty and awesome God. Lord, you do abundantly and exceedingly beyond what we ask, Lord. You take our requests, Lord, and you fill those requests, Lord, with your love and your grace, your strength, your mercy, and your healing. And I pray that upon Scott and his family right now, Lord. All of your love, your grace, your mercy, Father. I just pray a blessing into their life, Lord, that you would do abundantly beyond what we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, my brother. The Lord fill you, the Lord heal you, and the Lord do abundantly in your life. Amen.
0: God bless you. Love you, brother. Love Hope you, you see too, Scott. Tomorrow. God bless. All right, you, have, you drive carefully on your way home. Thank you. God bless.
1: Let's go to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Nivea. Hi, Nivea. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight?
5: Hi, Sammy. How are you doing?
1: Doing well. How are you doing?
5: Good, good. Thank you. Uh, Well, first of all, I just want to thank you uh, for sending all these beautiful prayers for all, you know, people that are in need of these prayers. And um, second of all, I would love uh, you to um, pray for my three children, especially for my oldest one that has been, um, going through a, a problem. Okay. And he's, he's facing court on the, on January 23rd.
1: Okay. Let's pray.
5: And, okay. Yeah. And his name is Brandon. Brandon. Okay. So if, yeah, if you can pray for, uh, for Eddie and I, that we are, um, you know, hopefully we get blessed with the new business, uh, also if you can pray for us you know so well, God can bless us with that new
1: business. Amen. Lord we thank you for this new year of 2018 Lord and we begin this year Lord by seeking your face by seeking your 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 blessing by seeking you Lord and we seek you for Brandon Lord and for uh, for, for Nivea's other two children Lord Father that you would just Lord that you would just pour out a blessing upon Brandon and his his siblings Lord that they would know you, Lord, that they would come into your presence and that they would dedicate themselves to living their life, Lord, according to your word and according to your will, seeking you every day. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for for being the God that we can call upon in every situation, and every circumstance. And we pray for this court date, Lord, on the 23rd, that your perfect will would be accomplished, Lord, and that you would show your will, that you would show your desire for Brandon, Lord, and that you would bring him to a place, Lord, a place of a blessing, Lord, a place of living for you and according to your your word. And I pray for Eddie and Nivea, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you would bless them with a new business, Lord, that they would be able to provide through your power, that they would be able to do work and Lord, that they would work and and, and, and be prosperous, Lord, according to your word. You said in your word, I would that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Lord, as they seek you, as they seek your word, as they seek to, to live their word, did their life according to your word, Lord. I pray that their souls would prosper and that that would be shown, Lord, in, in, in prosperity, Lord, in their business and that you would do according to your will for them, Father. I just pray in Jesus' name that your will would be done for, for Eddie, for Nivea, for Brandon, and for the rest of the family. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen.
5: Amen. God Thank bless you, so Nivea. God bless you, too. Thank
1: you. Bye. Well, let's go to, we're going to take a couple more calls. Uh, let's talk to, let's see, we'll talk to Eric. Hi, Eric, you're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? Hi,
4: Sam, I have a question. I was reading my Bible. What does it, Acts 2.38 means when he says, be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Is that water baptism?
1: Yes, it is water baptism. Whenever you see uh, uh Peter or Paul talking about baptism is being baptized in water. Uh if you notice in in, in Acts 238 the man asked uh it says that uh, Peter preached and uh-huh. and it says that the Holy Spirit touched their hearts it pierced them to to, to the heart and the man asked what shall we be saved what shall we do to be saved? And Jesus and uh-huh. and Peter said repent and believe in the Lord Jesus he says each one of you repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. He says, repent, repent and believe in Jesus. That's the requirement for salvation. And the first outward sign, the first outward evidence of your repentance, of your believing and having faith in Jesus Christ, is being water baptized. And I believe that that means full immersion, that you go into the water and that you be fully immersed in, in, the, in the waters of baptism, and you die to your old self going down into the water, and you rise a new creation in Christ Jesus coming up. Those are the symbols of being baptized in water. So yes, I, 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 I believe that Peter is talking about water baptism. But the most important thing okay. is Peter is talking about believing, trusting in Jesus and repenting from your sins. Okay.
4: And the Holy Spirit comes inside of us? And
1: the Holy Spirit, he said, uh, Jesus tells us that, that when we are born again, the Holy Spirit comes and lives in our heart. So we have the power okay. of God, we have the Holy Spirit living Within us, you know, the, the Bible tells us, uh, do you not know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit resides oh. in this temple, in this body, in this physical body. Yes. Okay, Eric? I was
4: I was baptized when I was five years old.
1: Okay. Did you could, did you make that decision to be baptized at five years old, or did your parents make that no, decision? No,
4: my, 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 mother, my mother, my father made it.
1: Okay. Well, you, you as an adult, need to make that decision. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Yes, I do. Do you repent I'm from a Christian. do you you repent from your sins? Then I would say yes, I do. Th- then I would say you need to talk to your pastor and see if you need to okay. be baptized as an adult making your own decision for Jesus Christ, not relying on your mom and dad's decision, but your okay. decision for Christ and do you need to to show your faith in the waters of baptism? So I, I when you go to okay. church, I would talk to your pastor about that. And get his uh, okay. get his input and see if you should be baptized as an adult because we don't get baptized on someone else's decision. We make our decision for Christ and we walk into that those waters of baptism, proclaiming our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ. That's true.
4: I have another question, Sam. Okay, make what it quick. Did, Eric. Uh, what, what did what did Jesus mean when he said, "Not everyone who calls me Lord or will enter the king, kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father." What right. is the God? What is will of the
1: father the will of the father is that we have a relationship with jesus christ you know jesus said in okay. john 17 3, this is eternal life to know the one true god and jesus christ whom he has he sent those people that said lord lord they never had a relationship with christ they did what they did they preached and they they, they healed and they cast out demons not because of their relationship with christ because they wanted to show off they were okay. doing it for their own selfish motives And Uh Jesus said, I never knew you. I never had a relationship with you. You never came to me. You never repented. You never gave your life to me. So there are said Christians. There are people who say they're Christians, but are not truly following Christ. And that's who Jesus is talking to. when He says, those who come to me, not everyone who comes to me and says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of my Father. And the will of the Father is to believe in Christ, to trust Christ, and to rely on him. To have a relationship with him every day
4: but i I read my Bible and I pray I go to church every Sunday
1: but do you trust I'm a Christian you, well, you trust yes. you you pray you seek the Lord, you trust him, you have an ongoing relationship with Jesus Christ that's being born again how do you have relationship with jesus christ by by praying and 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 talking to him on a daily basis by reading his word, like you said, and also by by seeking him and obeying him. He said, "Those who, if you love me, you will obey me." You know, the, is there a transformation in your life? Are you being changed every day? You know, do you, in, yes. in Romans 12:2 it says, "Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind." You know, if we're allowing Christ to work in us every day, if we're living in the in, in the, with the Holy Spirit and walking in the Spirit. You know and, and allowing the fruit of the spirit to to manifest in our life, you know you read Galatians the fifth chapter, you know it talks about the fruit okay. of the spirit uh, are we, are, is God uh, cultivating love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control? are these evident oh. in our life? are these showing up in our life? That's one of the, the, the evidences of a changed life is showing the fruit of the spirit, you know having the fruit of the spirit in our life. Okay, Eric. Yes, thank you.
4: Okay, thank you, Sam.
1: God bless you, my friend. God. And let's go. Let's take one more call. We'll talk to Jeremiah quickly. Hi, Jeremiah. You're on the air. How can we help you
6: tonight? Hey, Sammy. How you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. New Year. So, how? okay, I want to ask you some questions, and then I'll. I know you. I know you got to go quickly. Okay. So you said that's only a men's meeting, right? Right. On February 16th. Right? February 16th. It's a
1: men's gathering, a men's conference for. Uh, uh, okay. For, Go ahead.
6: Okay, so if I wanted to bring my mother, I can, right?
1: Well, it's a, it's typically, it's a men's conference. We're doing it for for the men to, to we're getting together a bunch of guys to uh, learn how to share our faith.
6: Okay, I'm on this accent. okay. And another thing, could you pray for Nancy? Nancy ended up back in the hospital on, on Lonnie's.
1: Okay. we'll we do-
6: She's very bad and she almost, uh, she went to see her doctor and then the doctor told her we need to admit you and...
1: She's at Good Samaritan Hospital. She's very bad, sick. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you, Lord. We thank you for Lonnie and Nancy, and we pray for Nancy. We pray for miraculous healing, Lord, that whatever is going on, you would take care of every situation, every circumstance in Nancy's life, that you would heal her heart, that there would be an amazing, miraculous healing for Nancy, Lord, that you would raise her up, Mugodal, a shining testimony to your grace and your mercy, your strength and your power, Lord. I pray for Nancy, Lord, that you would heal her, from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord. That you would just fill her with your power, your healing power, Lord. Touch her, Lord.
6: In Jesus' name, amen. Father, Son, amen. and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you. Oh, and I have one more question, Sammy. Okay. Oh, I want to know. Maybe if you get some time this week, maybe maybe you could go to the hospital and pray for her again. Maybe anoint her because well, I'm gonna, she's very bad sick.
1: We will we will be doing our best. We'll be doing our best. I'm gonna, I'll see what I can if I can get out there. Uh, you said she's at the Good Samaritan, right?
6: Yeah, you know her name, right, Ruby Stanley? What's it that? No, I said her name is Ruby Stanley. R- Ruby at the hospital. Stanley.
1: Ruby Stanley. Okay?
6: Yeah. Yeah, she's ended up too many times in the hospital. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with her.
1: Well, we'll we'll be praying for her and hopefully I can get out there this week. We, we've got uh many uh, surgery coming up and uh no, we'll, I know, we'll I know, We'll do I our, about that. We'll we'll do our best. And you know, I'll and, give and, I'll know, give Lonnie
6: a call. For God's healing.
1: Amen. Amen.
6: Right, God bless you, sir. God bless
1: you, Jeremiah.
6: God bless you, God bless, you, God bless you, JC, God bless all the family. God bless you.
1: Thank you. Well, praise the Lord. Uh we're running out of time pretty quick, and I wanted to just talk a little bit about 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter. It's an interesting chapter. that deals with something we don't talk about much uh, in the church. But uh, we'll start with uh, 1 Corinthians six one it says, Does any one of you, listen to this, does any one of you, when he has a case against his neighbor, dare to go to law before the unrighteous and not before the saints, This is something that we we, we hardly ever comes up in church or anybody talks about. But Paul is dealing with a problem that's in the Corinthian church. And it's among the brothers. You know, It's among the brethren in the church. When a brother is wronged, when something happens in the church and one brother has something against another brother, they're taking each other to court and they're suing each other. And Paul is... Uh, talking about why aren't you dealing with this among yourselves? Why don't you deal with this in the church? You know, why are you taking a brother to a a court outside the church? And he's saying in the second verse, I, I, I alluded to this a little earlier, or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? If the world is judged by you, are you not competent to constitute The smallest law courts? In other words, if you're going to judge the world, are you not able, are you not sufficient to to judge these small, little, trivial things? Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more matters of this life? Now, Paul brings up an amazing uh, uh, idea here, that we're going to be judging the world, we're going to be judging the angels christians will somehow be involved you know how can paul say that christians will judge the world we know that only god can judge only god can judge uh for eternal destination i mean that's what we're talking about but scripture shows that we will have some part in that judgment you know and 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 paul's reminding them that you're going to be you're going you're going to be judging Look what it says in Matthew nineteen twenty-eight and 29. Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you that you who have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, you shall sit upon twelve thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. So Paul's talking to his apostles, and he's telling them that in the end times, they will be sitting on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And then in Revelation twenty it says, Then I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony of Jesus and because of the word of God, and those who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received the mark of their on their forehead or on their hand, and they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. So while we do not make final judgment, the ultimate judgment, only God has that right to make the ultimate judgment. We will somehow be involved as his instruments of judgment. So something's going on here. We will be involved in judgment, in judging angels, in judging uh, the world. The apostles will be judging the 12 tribes of Israel. So we will be involved in that judgment. And Paul is saying, you know, if you're going to be involved in such a big matter, in such uh, a gigantic way... You know, how are you not able to judge these small things amongst you, amongst each other in the church? It says in the fourth verse. So, if you have law courts dealing with matters of this life, do you appoint them as judges who are of no account in the church? I say this to your shame. He's saying you're going to law courts who don't have the the mind of Christ. You're going to law courts. Who are of, of the world, you know? And you're judging, and you're asking the world to judge your brethren. Paul is saying that as Christians, they should not go to the ungodly for advice to settle their disputes. They should be able to dis- settle their disputes within the church, within the brethren, within the community. And it is, and he goes on and says, "It is so that there is, is it so that there is not among you one wise man." Who will be able to decide between his brethren but brother goes to law with brother and that before unbelievers he says there must be men godly men in the church at least one godly man in the church who can decide and settle these matters among themselves you know and this did this 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 question came up you know is would this work for us today would this work for us today you know couldn't we settle our our problems uh w- between each other you know it, it it's something that we should think about you know before you take a brother to to court before you take a brother to uh b- before you know, before you sue a brother or take a brother to court or, or bring action against a brother in the Lord, the Bible tells us that we should try and work it out Mucaravendi, we should try and work it out amongst ourselves within the church. There's elders in the church, there's the pastor in the church, there's advisors, there's counselors that we can go to and we can, we can try and take care of these problems. We don't have to go to court. You know, uh, it's said that uh, this wouldn't work today. You know, there's too much going on. But why don't we try? Why don't we try and work it out? You know, Paul goes on in the seventh verse and says, Actually then, it is already a defeat to you that you have lawsuits with one another. And listen to this. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be defrauded? On the contrary, you yourselves wrong and defraud. You do this even to your own brethren. You know, Paul is saying, suffer the loss. Rather than take a brother to court, suffer the loss. Suffer the loss for Christ. Be defrauded. He's saying, don't defraud. He says, on the, other, on the contrary, you yourselves are are, be, are are doing wrong and you're defrauding. Paul is saying it's better to suffer the loss as a follower of Christ than to take your brother to an ungodly court. What did Jesus teach us in Matthew, the fifth chapter? He says, if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, let him have your coat also. Whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him too. And he's saying this to their disgrace, that they are harming and doing wrong to each other. Paul's saying, put a stop to it. Stop this Stop this in its tracks. Don't go on doing this. This is wrong. You know, we shouldn't take a brother to court. We should be able to settle things, mascarreni. we should be able to settle things in a godly way. You know, what Jesus is telling us, you know, if somebody wants to take your shirt, let him have your coat. It's it's better to be wronged as a Christian than to wrong, or do wrong. It's better to be defrauded than to defraud someone else. And I don't think we talk about something like this enough in the church. You know, we don't talk about settling things in a godly way. Uh, we're looking to be right. We're looking for justice. We're looking for justice. You know, I want justice for other people, but do I want justice for myself? You know, do I want justice from God, or do I want mercy and grace? You know, I'm looking for mercy and grace. I want to be forgiven for my sins. I want to be forgiven for my wrongs. You know, and we should be willing, ready, and able to give grace, to give mercy, to suffer a loss. You know, if somebody owes you money, you know, think of it as an offering unto the Lord. You know, this is something we've, I think, many of us have had to to endure, you know, if somebody owes you money you know don't make them pay you back seek the lord and give it as an offering you know why not paul says why not rather be wronged why not rather be defrauded paul is saying suffer the loss as an offering to christ and that's a hard pill to swallow i got to tell you that's a hard pill to swallow but that's where christ is called each and every one of us you know we want Grace and mercy. We don't want justice for ourselves, so we shouldn't want it for others. We should want grace and mercy for everyone. And as, like I said, that, that's a hard—that's a hard teaching. That's something really hard to to really get a hold of. But it's something that we all need to really think about. Paul goes on in the ninth verse. He says, "Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God?" You know, think about this. If you've been defrauded, if you've been wronged, you know, rather you keep your relationship right with Christ and just, you know, give it to the Lord and give these people over to the Lord. They'll have to deal with, you know, what what they've done before the Lord. You know, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers, nor none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Paul's reminding them that the unrighteous, all of the above listed, is not to be among them. Do you not know that these will not inherit the kingdom of God? And one thing before I go, the 11th verse says, such were some of you, He's reminding them, such were some of you. You were on this list, but you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of God. Such were some of you. Don't forget where where God took you from. Don't forget that God took us out of the pig pen. And now we are washed. We are sanctified and we are justified through the mercy and grace of Jesus Christ. Don't forget what Christ has done for us, my friends. Don't forget what Christ has done for you. All the other stuff is trivial compared to his sacrifice. All of this other stuff doesn't amount to a hill of beans when you see, when you realize, when you remember what Christ has done for each and every one of us. Sometimes we just need to suffer the loss rather than bring disgrace to the name of Christ. So Father, I just pray for each and every listener tonight, Lord, that we would take your word to heart, that we would consume your word lord and allow your word to do its work in us i thank you and i praise you for this last hour lord and i pray that you would use it in jesus name amen well my friends god bless you thanks for joining us uh for another hour of the gypsy christian hour we'll be back here next saturday night also next friday we'll be getting together for prayer and worship and put friday the 16th on your calendar men come out and hear greg koko speak about how to share your faith well, I hope you enjoyed tonight's broadcast. Keep us in prayer and we'll be praying for you guys and we'll see you next week, Giantuci in de Blesa. God bless and good night.